Welcome to the Way of the Disciple book study brought to you by Sushipe. My name is Eric Gallagher, and I'll be offering the reflection on chapter 7, titled Between the Ascension and Pentecost. This chapter has no doubt been one of my favorites. Um, before I get into the reflection on this chapter and some other thoughts that I received from it, I want to read uh, the passage that it focuses on from the Gospel of Luke. Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were startled and frightened and supposed that they saw a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do questionings rise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit has not flesh and bones, as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still disbelieved for joy and wondered, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate before them. Then he said to them, These are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written, about the Christ should suffer, and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sin should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city, until you are clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple blessing God. So this passage resonates quite a bit with me because this idea of being taken up into God or becoming, as he says, uh, in the chapter to become what you have admired and loved. What a gift it is to be able to become what we love. I think about this as I, <laughs> I've, my wife and I have been big Survivor fans, the reality TV show Survivor, and we've watched most of the seasons since we've been married. Um, and and now after it's been around for so long, almost every contestant that's on there in their interviews or in the beginning, they say, this has been my dream. I've seen and watched this for so many years and I've thought about it, put myself in this reality, thinking about what it would be like to be on the show. And now here I am. Right, the same is true of a lot of the shows like American Idol or The Voice or America's Got Talent. So many times people get up on the stage and they say, it's been my dream. I've watched this since I was a little kid and it's been my dream to be on the stage. So I think one of the important realities to know about this chapter is, especially with what he starts, though, is the beauty of this is that we find that we're not alone. This is an experience I know that I've felt many times as I have had experiences of God's love, profound experiences of God's love in my life, 
that one of the first kind of movements in my heart is that I'm not alone. I'm filled because there's more than me here. And that community element is incredibly fulfilling and life-giving to a person. And so Jesus makes himself available to us in that form. That even when he apparently is no longer here, he multiplies himself in and through the church. And I think probably one of the most thematic elements of this chapter that's important to recognize that he's really getting at is this distinction between this unique time and space between the Ascension and Pentecost. And I love the focus on how can they be so joyful when Jesus literally just left them? Right? Isn't that our, our desolate spiritual experience when we feel that Jesus has left us? But why, why can the disciples then be so joyful after this has happened? And it's because they have that hope, that childlike hope of having seen heaven, experienced heaven through Jesus, and now have realized that they get to spend their time becoming that. And not only is it possible, but now there's this new phase, right? That it's no longer Jesus, the teacher, and the one that I need to like listen to and follow. Like there's not just an authority in it. There's a reality that exists that I get to become that. The other element that I think has been taught to me in this regard is the difference between Good Friday and the Ascension, right? Both times Jesus leaves and they're alone, but there's something different now. And people talk about like the dark night of the soul being this like completely desolate reality. And how could someone possibly survive that deep of desolation? But the difference between the time Jesus left on Good Friday and the time that he left on the Ascension is that they have now experienced the resurrection. They have a full awareness that this is it. This is the thing our hearts have been longing for. This is the truth of all truths. And what this man says becomes incarnate into my life. And we live differently when we live the joy of the resurrection in our life, the knowledge of the resurrection in our life. And in a sense, that's really what he's getting to in the second part of the chapter, which is, well, how do we, how are we really called to live then? And on page 125, he says, you are not to know the father's secret decisions. Rather, you are here to wait for what he wants to do with you. You are to receive power when he gives it and you are to witness to me. 
And then he goes on to talk about how much we desire God's knowledge. But the one thing we need to cling on to is the knowledge that the resurrection has happened. And that God is inviting us into the power of the resurrection in our lives. And if that's true, what else do you need? And so the author encourages us to remain humble, to adore Jesus, adore God for who he is, and truly to not be tempted with curiosity that can harm us. Rather to live with a great freedom in things and knowing that God, I trust you. Jesus, I trust you. And this is a very childlike faith. I experience this with my own children. When I'm going to, when I start putting my shoes on to go to the grocery store. And they used to kind of ask me questions about where are you going? What are you doing? And um, now they put on their shoes not even aware of where we're going or what we're doing because what they want is just to go and live a life with their father. And the details of what's happening or going to happen almost become irrelevant because they find joy in that relationship. but it's really beautiful to see them actually like allow me to reveal that to them. <laughs> so then they get in the car and they say, so where are we going? And sometimes I surprise them or sometimes I share with them or whatever, but I just think it's really cool that they can have that sort of awareness and joy in a relationship with their father. And it's actually through our willingness to engage in this waiting, through our willingness to engage in the humility and knowledge of the beauty and goodness of God, to adore him in all his power, that we can experience that freedom. And he closes this chapter by saying, only because he is God among us and only because we recognize him as such, can we ourselves come to participate fully in the power of his love, the fulfillment of our destiny to become fully God's adopted children in glory depends radically on our adoration of the son and our total self-surrender to him. Today, may we live with a childlike abandonment, the loving plan and divine will of the father. Hey everyone, it's Eric Gallagher, the founder of Sushipe. With Advent quickly approaching, I wanted to invite you to join our upcoming book study that will begin on November 29th. Fred and Kara from the organization Draw Near will be leading us through a chapter a week book study on the popular text, I Believe in Love, a personal retreat based on the teachings of St. Therese of Lisieux. Each week, Fred and Kara will offer a simple reflection on a chapter and will guide online discussions through the Sushipe platform. 
This is an excellent book and opportunity for anyone who's desiring to grow in their spiritual life. Find out more by visiting sushipe.co slash study. That's S-U-S-C-I-P-E dot C-O slash study.